Hello? Yes, hello? Cuz, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm just fucking with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I had sent you something about my update with my Fisher. Wait, are we getting started right now? Oh, well, you told me. <laughs> We gotta get this started right. Okay. It's time to start the podcast. The number two podcast. We're cousins and we're family. And we're just talking stuff about our lives to each other. So we can stay in touch. Your family and your family. When you're here with us soon. The number two podcast. That's all I got. I'm running out of steam. That was you, good. No. I know. Really, that was good. Cause are you there? Yeah. I had to clear my okay. throat. I'm, oh. Let me just apologize to everyone for the way I sound. I'm getting over a terrible cold. And as I was telling you earlier, I don't know if colds are getting worse or if I'm just getting weak in my older age because it really knocked me on my ass this week. I think as we get older, it does affect us more. Well, thanks a lot, cuz. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. I, I believe you, it. but I believe you, but when how about parents, Trump? Yes. When our parents get sick, they sound absolutely horrible. And I mean, they're not that much older than us, but they are older. Um, I'd like to think that they're way older than us. Well, you know, sometimes some of them don't like to hear that they're older. Like, you know. You talking about your mom? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> well, she's a septuagenarian now, right? I guess. No, that means she's in her 70s and she's not in her 70s yet. Oh. Why did you use that big word on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Yeah, your mom's you know, really old. No, she's not. Look, guess- she obviously doesn't listen to the show, so we can say whatever the hell we want to about her. No, because my mom would listen to the show. She just wouldn't listen to the entire show. So this piece, she'd probably hear <laughs> and then get upset about and say, I'm not listening to this. All right, tell you what, Aunt Mary, keep listening. And at the end of the show, I'll apologize for what I just said. <laughs> but if you want to hear that apology, you have to wait till the end of the show. <laughs> now watch, I'm going to forget to apologize. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> now you had some updates, because what's going on? I did. Um, I do have some updates. And, and? I, I wasn't sure how to take it initially. Um, as you know, those that have 
been listening to the show. Um, I have an anal fissure. And, and that means you go fishing in your anus, right? <laughs> I got a hook caught, apparently, <laughs> and it tore um, part of, anyway, there's a tear. And I have been, this past weekend was the absolute worst pain from Sunday through about Wednesday was still bad. Um, Monday, I don't even know how to describe it, but I could not, it was just unbearable. I was like, if I knew that the ER could have done something to help me, I would have been, I would have gone. But I knew that there was absolutely nothing they can do for me. Um, I, anyway, so I ended up, turn into drugs I took a half of a muscle relaxer and it seemed to help ease up some of the the pain and then I called the doctor and I you know was asking them I told them that this is what I've done I've taken a full month of medicine I actually have to go for a refill but is there anything else I can do? And she said, well, honestly, it's it could take up to four months. And I'm thinking in my head, there's no way I'm going to last four months in pain like this. Tuesday, again, I was in pain. This time, it, it started at work. And I started sweating. I felt nauseous because the pain was just that intense. So um, when, that, wait, when that happens, what can you do? I can soak. Um, so you have to leave work, though. Yes, but I, I, I had, I worked till my normal time that day, which was I normally work from eight to three, and right. that I day like complete, I was able to leave. I feel like a complete yeah. asshole because I'm talking about I had a bad cold and you know I went to work and I had a headache and stuff. Now you're talking about a literal pain in your ass that that hurts so bad that it makes you nauseous. Oh, it was bad. Like, you know, it's like you want to have find a, a position to have some relief. And so obviously sitting doesn't help. It didn't provide any type of relief. Standing, I felt like, was also putting pressure in that area. So I called the doctor's office back. And normally doctor's offices don't answer. It goes to like a voicemail and you have to wait for the nurse to call you back. But right. Thank God they answered, and she and the nurse, you know, I said, "Look, I talked to you yesterday. I'm I'm doing everything that you guys are telling me to do. Is there anything else?" I said, "The pain is just unbearable. Is there something I can take over the counter? Anything else that I can do? Because you know, I'm in some horrible pain." And she's like, I understand. She said, there's this cream. Go to Walgreens Spot. That's the only place I can find it. And she's like, are you still using your ointment? I said, well, I'm, I have to go pick it up from the pharmacy. And she's like, well, are you applying it with your fingertip? And I said, no. I'm applying it with the applicator that they gave me to use. That's the problem. I'm, she said, that's the problem. You're not supposed to be using the applicator. All right, You're I, irritating it more. 
how are you supposed to know this? Like, if they give you an applicator, you're like, okay, this must be what I use to apply it. I, I, where where are these separate also, instructions that says, hey, stick your finger up your ass with this stuff on it? <laughs> exactly. But when she said that, instead of me getting upset, kind of like now I'm thinking about it, instead I found some hope and a sense of relief but also, I felt, oh my goodness! I've so for yeah, an entire that's, month. That's, wait, hang on. Let me just interrupt you real fast because that's weird. Because I usually find the sense of relief when the finger comes out of my butt, <laughs> not before it goes in. Well, what she said was with me using the applicator, and this is going to get a little detailed, but the applicator is at least, I would say half an inch maybe a little bit longer okay and it's very very you know small i was putting that in Uh and i was squeezing the tube to go in and the lady was like your muscle that has the fissure in it didn't even get the medicine oh so not only was I irritating it by inserting that up my butt. But you weren't medicating it either. I was not medicating it. Oh, cuz. And I can't, and of course, what you said that like these, not just one light bulb, like a whole freaking. <laughs> you lit up the street. Light show was going on in my head. I was like, well, that explains why. <laughs> It hurts so bad after I put the medicine in because I was like, I guess it's supposed to hurt. I don't know. And so, you know, I had to share it with some people that I work with. And, of course, they were like livid. They wanted to call the doctor themselves. <laughs> no, They're like, that is horrible. Unbelievable. Why wouldn't they tell you? Yeah, so, why wouldn't they tell you? I don't know. So I went to the pharmacy and I picked it up, and the girl's checking me out, and she's putting the stuff in uh, a little bag, and there's the applicator. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. There'll be no need for this, like, young lady. I was like, I do not need that. I said, that was the problem the first month. I tell her, I'm going to apply this the way our parents did with my <laughs> finger. <laughs> so then, okay, so... Again, I was still in pain. It, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, it was bad. But since then, I've been better. My issue now, because is that I haven't had a bowel movement. I didn't have one yesterday, and I haven't had one today. And I'm taking stool softeners, and I went and I bought some uh, fiber, Benafiber. Uh huh. And so hopefully that will, and I'm not eating a lot of meat, nothing really heavy, soft, gentle foods. I don't want roughage right now because I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> so right. following the doctor's orders isn't necessarily always the right orders. Okay. And you don't know when to follow, when to challenge them. Right. Had I not called, because I'd be doing the same crap. 
Well, it's a good thing you made that call. Yeah, I called two days in a row. She she couldn't even she didn't even mention that to me the first day when I was like, "What else can I do?" And then I had to call back the next day and say, "I'm in such pain. I don't yeah. know what else. There has to be something." So uh, that, that made me uncomfortable. Is that is that? Can we call that like like? Is that the update? Are we good with the update? Yeah. That's the okay, so well, just just to top this off, so you've been using your finger and it's you can tell a difference. Oh, almost instantly. Oh, okay, good. All right. So, anyone else, anal Fisher, put your finger up your butt <laughs> with a little bit of cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Obviously, don't yeah. want to raw dog that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so disgusting. It is. So don't do it. <laughs> Oh, that, hey, cause that's a good public public service announcement. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So what You're else? Welcome. What else can we talk about that's less uncomfortable? Um, I think for this week, um, it, it kind of for me, it, I think just making sure that we take. We always, people to me, I do, look for excuses and have excuses before I'm motivated to do something. Something that I know damn good and well needs to be done. And not until something hurts, usually that's when, you know, that motivation. Oh, I thought you meant like motivation to, to like, motivation to do something not really taking care of yourself. Well, maybe taking care of yourself, but motivation just to get something done. You're talking about motivation to get get your body fixed? Because it could be either or. Okay. so Motivation to get stuff done. I mean, it's like not having a job. <laughs> all right. So our topic for this week is motivation? Yeah. All right. Let's, so. let's introduce it. This week's topic is motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Motivation. So are you a Mexican or a Mexican? I'm a Mexican. I'm a Mexican sometimes. So I was going to say something like that, but I couldn't think of anything in between. <laughs> um, I'm a Mexican American. What do you think about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. Uh, just saying the Mexican or a Mexican. Mom was telling me that uh, my niece goes over there sometimes for her to help her with her homework. And when she gets, when she can't do something, she'll, you know, get down on herself. It's like, I can't do it. And mom will remind her, what does uncle say? Are you a Mexican or a Mexican? <laughs> and she says, I'm a Mexican. So the last time this happened, I, I talked to her a couple of days later, my niece. Hmm. And she was telling me about her, uh, her homework. And she's like, I'm a Mexican, but sometimes I'm a Mexican. And I was like, no, 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 me, huh? Look, I know some things. Sometimes things are hard, but you you can do it. Just it won't always come right away. And yeah, sometimes you won't 
do well at first, but just keep trying. So she, I'm, she, she should, she, I want her to stay in that mindset that she can and not that she can't. I agree. I just thought it was cute that she said, I'm a Mexican, but sometimes I'm a Mexican. <laughs> no, no. So your motivation, what, what were you talking about originally? Um, usually things don't start happening. Motivation doesn't kick in until, I hate to say it sometimes, when either it's too late or there's no other option. You know, there's like you, you just have to. There's no other alternative. You have to make yourself do whatever it is, whether it's your health, which in my case, um, I really don't want to eat bad anymore because I don't ever want to have to go through any pain like that when it comes to a bowel movement. <laughs> okay, so what what are you doing to change your diet? Um, less meat, uh, less carbs, uh, making sure... Not only that I drink, I mean, I feel like I drink plenty of water anyway, but um, obviously I, my body needs some type of, I don't want to say stimulant, but something that's going to help me um, digest my food that I do eat the right way. Um, spicy foods? Oh, my gosh. I mean, no more spicy you know foods? how much I love salsa. Yes. <laughs> if you don't, I really do. <laughs> yeah, so do I. But at some point... Salsa didn't like me anymore, so I have to be careful with it. Yep, and that's me too. And, you know, these are things that I knew and probably was told before too. You know, hey, don't eat so much or don't drink so much or don't do this or do that, whatever. But not until I've experienced something bad myself has that motivated me. Well, and I, I guess I don't want to wait for bad things to happen for me to be motivated anymore. Well, good. But also when we were growing up, the rest of the family was pretty fat and you were always a thin mm -hmm. one. So you had like a great metabolism. So you could eat pretty much whatever you wanted. Are you telling me that that's finally catching up to you? No. Fuck. I hate you. Because it's not a metabolism. You know, I didn't understand why I was like, skin and bone I look I was just super skinny and small but um my mom told me that actually when I was about I want to say two two or younger I got sick and I had I was a chubby baby and you know whatever sickness it was I had lost a lot of weight and since then I had stayed small hmm. now I, my, I don't, to me, I don't have a good metabolism because I feel like if I eat a donut, I've gained five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> if I eat things, if I, like, I can hear it in my head. If you eat this, you know what it's going to do to you. <laughs> well, here's my secret. I've eaten so much that I don't think my body can physically carry any more weight. So I can eat whatever I want and not gain a pound because I've gained all the pounds I can possibly gain. That's horrible. No. Is it? Think about it. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Yes, it's totally horrible. In fact, I think I've actually gained more weight. Because you did so good. You can do it again. Well, it comes back to motivation. And right now, I don't know. 
I'm telling you because there's some sort of mental and I know I know the physical block. I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. The mental block because I I want to do all this, but there is something mentally that is stopping me, and I don't know what that is. I I I think I've told on this podcast that several years ago when I was living in Kansas, I got into jujitsu, mm-hmm. and it started off. It was like an evolution. I had read an article about a guy who took a boxing class and he's talking about how what a great workout it was and how it built up his confidence. So I was like, hey, that's a good idea. I need to do that. My confidence is low. I need to exercise. So I found a gym and started taking just like boxing fitness classes, not actual. I never got to hit anybody. Nobody hit me back. But they led from the boxing fitness classes to kickboxing fitness classes to actual kickboxing and sparring and getting my head punched in. And from that, my teachers suggested I take jujitsu. And he was like, you'll like it more. You won't get your face punched in. I'm like, okay. And I started doing that. And I fell in love with it. And I did it hardcore for just over a year, like maybe 15, 16 months. And the weight just fell off of me because it was such hard work. And even though it was so so hard, it was it was a different type of workout. It was fun. You know, there was a certain camaraderie that was built up between the guys and and anyone who doesn't know who aren't who isn't familiar with jujitsu, when you watch it, it looks like just two guys rolling around on the floor. But there's a lot of um artistry in the movement. Uh you know, it's a martial art. So I I, I think right. of it as an art as well. There's there's a lot of thinking that goes involved in trying to set up these moves to trap your opponent. And because you're moving around, you know, you're not only moving your body weight, sometimes there's a, the body weight of an entire person on you that you have to build up strength to to manipulate them to get them off of you. And it was just so much fun. And yeah, it was painful a lot, but there's something weird. That pain becomes addictive sometimes. So like, you know, even though you might get hurt, you're like, oh man, there's, there's a rush to that. And you just power through it and keep going. I wasn't always like that. I was probably, of all the people there, I was probably the biggest wuss. But, you know, even with that being said, I still push myself harder than I ever pushed myself. And I have to thank that not only for building my confidence and losing weight and looking better and feeling better, although during the midst of my jiu-jitsu training, I was tired all the time because I trained so much. In fact, there were times when I think I overtrained, but it built up my confidence. I felt safer just as a person mm-hmm. in, in the world because I... Not not that I was a tough guy who could just, you know, win any fight, but I was like, okay, if something happens, I know a few things that I might be able to buy enough time for me to to get to safety or whatever. But beyond that, like it just it it, it built a confidence in me just in the rest of the world. Like I, I I I believed in myself because I knew I was capable of doing things that I couldn't do before. And it also made me recognize that I'm actually really competitive. I never thought of myself as competitive because everything I ever competed in was physical and I was not a physical person. So I lost all the time. And I don't want to say I got used to losing. I just got used to being not okay with being, yeah, being okay yeah. with not winning. And I was like, well, winning isn't everything. You know, all the things that losers say. It's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Well, when you start mm-hmm. winning in a physical a one on one physical competition, you're like, Oh my goodness, I I beat this person who is, yeah. of, you know, because you're at the competitions and stuff, you're set up with people who are within your weight 
weight range and I was already of a certain age, so they were within my age range. And I was like, okay, this is someone who's pretty well matched with me. We're pretty equal as far as weight mm-hmm. and age and stuff goes. And when you start winning stuff like that, you're like, oh my goodness, this feels good. This is an yeah. earned victory. This isn't like somebody who just gave up and was, was you know, who, who doesn't like to compete. This isn't somebody who's like, okay, this doesn't mean anything because it means something to everybody. Otherwise, you wouldn't have paid the money to be there. Right. And it felt great. And I was well, like, oh my goodness, winning feels good. So I felt does, like I that mean, competitive nature reaching to other parts of my, my life. But now it's fading. Does that not motivate you right now? Well, it's motivating me. Well, I want to go beat somebody's ass. <laughs> no, it's not about beating somebody's ass, although it did, it did feel good. I want to go somebody. sparring. <laughs> well, yes, and no, it motivates me. But like when I start moving and I, I realize how much of that I've lost physically, like you have to be pretty flexible to get in certain positions in jiu-jitsu. And I never achieved the flexibility I needed for a lot of the stuff I wanted to do, but I was pretty Mm -hmm. flexible, especially for a fat guy. Now, like all that flexibility is gone. All that joint mobility is gone. I get winded coming up the stairs at my house. And that discourages me. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to work out to build up to this. But then I go outside and and it's like 90 something, hundred degrees outside. And I'm just thinking to myself, fuck this. I'm going inside before I die. Yeah. Well, Honestly, it just sounds like a lot of excuses, and then and you already know you know the consequences. And I mean, I wouldn't expect you to go outside, you know, when it's a hundred degrees. I don't think health-wise it would be safe, and I don't think your goal is to go outside and during the hottest part of the day and try to work out or do anything like that. It's no, not, but, but I have to mow the lawn today, so that's going to happen anyway. Yeah, if but, you don't hear back from me later, just call and check on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like if you, and just I'm not saying to do this, but I mean, just think, okay, if you know you had to mow the lawn once a week, mow it twice a week. Mow it, you know, before the 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. Before, I mean, I don't know what when it really starts getting hot because here it feels like once the sun comes up, that's it. But... I mean, I think just little steps will will make a difference. And because it's not going to take much, you feel discouraged. But I, I would feel more discouraged by knowing that I could be at work and falling over having a heart attack, or you know, wanting to pass out because I can't breathe or something. That I mean. Speaking That's of breathing, the motivation. Speaking of breathing, <laughs> I breathe so heavy now. Cause that's so not good. I know. Look, you want to hear it's my theory just, of motivation? What? All right, it's 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 like motivation and discipline and stuff like that all mixed in, and it's something mm-hmm. I've been working out in my mind to try and get myself to do stuff. And I think, all right, I have the motivation, but there, there, whatever that mental hurdle is, is preventing me from from turning that motivation into something more tangible, something that I'm actually doing. And part of that is discipline. I I lack discipline in a lot of areas. Now, I mean, as someone who has sacrificed a lot, I'm still a fat guy, but I've given up, I've given up sodas. 
uh, That's back, really good. Yeah, that, that was back in 2006. So 11 years, I've been soda-free, except for one experiment, which confirmed all the reasons why I gave up sodas. And I gave up alcohol a few years ago. So that's that was never a huge problem for me, but it's you know still not not great. Yeah, it's not. I have to give that up too. Okay, I'm so not, I, not give it. Work on it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. So I gave that up. <laughs> oh, after that, I I gave up uh, other sugary drinks because I, I would still drink like uh, uh, like the the fake fruit juice stuff, the sports drinks and stuff like that. So I ended up giving mm-hmm. up those too. Now the only sugary drink I drink on occasion. Is orange juice, and that's every now and then, not not all the time. Like I got sick right now, and one of the things I do when I get sick is I I buy some orange juice because I feel like the extra vitamin C might be helping me out. But even if it's not, usually by the time I finish the orange juice, I feel a lot better. So whatever's going on, either it's just the, just the amount of time it takes it's a to comfort feel, drink. Yeah, all right. And then sometimes when I visit mom, she'll have it. So, but that's that's a rare occasion. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's rare that I, I drink anything sweet. So mostly what I drink is water. Like almost always what I drink is water. But the biggest thing that I have had trouble giving up has been junk food. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, it's so convenient. And I, I've thought about phasing out like restaurant at a time, but that seems like it would take too long. But, you know, even if I had started a year ago, I, I might be narrowed down to just two or three restaurants that are around me that I could start phasing out. But my theory about like motivation and discipline is just to create habits. Just cr- like start with a couple of good habits. And once you have those habits formed, you can move on to more habits to add on to it. And then next thing you know, you have a discipline. And once you're disciplined, you start to, you know, get closer and closer. I mean, you, whatever that motivation is, you start getting closer and closer to that goal, mm-hmm. but it's forming those habits. And it's hard to form right. habits when you're lazy like I am and your environment isn't that conducive to creating good habits. So at work, okay. there's a lot of free snacks. And I can relate to that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't make my lunch, which I need to start doing because I like to get out of the office for an hour a day just to kind of decompress, get away from stuff. So in order to do, in order for me to keep doing that, I, I go out to eat at lunch. That's not always cheap, but whatever. And then I come back, and you know, if I get snackish later because I still have five hours left in the workday, I'm going to hit up those free snacks. They have some quote unquote healthy snacks over there, but when you read the ingredients, it still comes down to sugar and other stuff that you're not supposed to put in your body. So again all excuses but if i can start building the habit of all right cut out those snacks start making my own snacks i can cut up like carrots or celery or some bs Mm -hmm. like that and start bringing it but that means i have to go grocery shopping more and i haven't been grocery shopping in about a month because i've been eating out for almost every meal so basically my theory is because what am i supposed to do i need somebody to come take care of me no. You know what? I'm going to go find a wife. She'll take care of me. Well, you could do that. But, I mean, no. Because <laughs> one, 
one step at a time and you have it played out, it sounds like you have the the process pretty much down. You know exactly what needs to be done. And I don't, I mean, don't wait till something messes up to stop. And I think you've, you've had a situation before with your gallbladder. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Don't wait for it to happen again. Don't wait. It's just, I don't, I mean, just think of all the things that go along with that. Let's say it happens again. Let's say you have to have emergency surgery and this time they can't put it off and you're forced to have surgery. You're forced to be off of work for a while. You're forced to stay in your, you know, your room for a while. I mean, and you don't have a wife yet. You know, let's say you don't find her yet taking care of you. What's going to happen? And I'm not trying to be like, you know, negative Nancy here or Debbie Downer. <laughs> hey, who invited those bitches to the party? <laughs> I know. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, to, to find the, the motivation. You know, those things can lead us sometimes to motivation. Okay, so what's, that, what's been your biggest motivation? Um, honestly, I have to say <laughs> here recently is I used to think that, cause you know, when I cook for Luis, I could probably cook healthier by changing up the techniques or the types, the way I cook the food. But, and I think I have for the most part, but I still, it's still heavy meat greasy, refried, things like that. Um, and I was I was making excuses like I can't cook, you know, this good, healthy, I mean, this, this bad, but so good tasting food for him. And then me, you know, flip up a, a salad or something and eat. And I'm like, oh, I want that. So what's motivated me recently is um, Loopy, my sister, has been on a, a diet or changing her eating habits. Yeah, she's and on a ketogenic like diet, the, which is a low-carb, yeah. high-fat diet. I'm pretty yeah. interested in that myself. I've been looking into it, but I still don't have enough information yet. Yeah, she, she did, she's she been doing that, and she's done really well. Um, I think she's lost close to 40 pounds. That's awesome. Uh, I know, and she's, you know, in the beginning, I know she was doing some workouts, workouts right there at home, at home, like jump roping and things, walking, things like that. Yeah, and when well, I was when I was working out, jump roping was a big cardio boost. So that's an excellent exercise. Yeah. Um, well, Isabel, Boopy was you know talking to Isabel because Isabel had gained some weight, and Isabel's my oldest child. Um. And in the beginning, I actually, I discouraged her, not because I didn't want to see her do something. It's just, I felt like for an 18 year old, maybe it would be too much for her body. Like I was trying to compare Loopy's age, Loopy's had children. She's working through this to lose weight. Isabel's 18, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Um, hasn't have children. You know what I'm saying? I felt like maybe it was going to be too much on her body. I have to disagree with you there. Well, 
I did. I, that's what I thought initially. And I said, well, even if you don't, I didn't want to see her get sick or make herself sick by trying to be so strict. But she proved me wrong. She got on it. She meal prepped. She bought her own food. She meal prepped at night for the, the next day or the next couple of days. And she did it. And in the beginning, she would text me or say, hey, can you help me cook my chicken? And I'm like, okay. So I started thinking, well, gosh, I have to cook for her dad and I'm cooking for her. But it only happened like twice. I only had to show her twice how to cook it before she was able to start on her own. So I think then that was, I mean, which it wasn't that long ago. That has been one of my biggest motivations recently. Of course, it's kind of fallen off. <laughs> yeah, because when I when I would go grocery shopping, I would always buy greens, a uh, pack of carrots, and then the other stuff that I would get, which was, you know, meat. And I would still buy carbs because, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, making spaghetti and meat sauce is real easy because it's like three ingredients, spaghetti, buy a jar of sauce, and then, a, you know, a little pack of sausage. Right. Cook it yeah. all, mix it together, and you got you got your meal. Now, you know, when you're trying to do something different, like I, when I would cook the greens and the carrots, I would have to peel the carrots, slice them up, chop them up, get the greens, you know, cook all that together, wait for the carrots to soften up to a certain amount, and then mix in whatever else I was going to be making for that meal. But there was a lot of prep involved with it and a lot of mess to clean up afterwards. And again, like I said, I'm lazy, so I didn't want that to go through all that. Plus, I live in a house with four other people, so, you know, there's the mess I have to consider for them, so I'd have to have have it cleaned up within a certain amount of time. Uh, and then, you know, if they had started cooking before me, I'd have to wait for them. And, you know, how long is it going to take for them to cook and clean up their mess so I can start using the stuff, how long am I going to wait, so... I would just be like, uh, you know, forget this. I'm going to go get a hamburger. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. It's easy. Whatever's easiest. And that's the other thing I thought of when, um, you know, with me being so worried about having to take a crap and not knowing how it was going to come out and how bad it was going to hurt. I was like, I need to get on, you know, I think we talked about it too, like a liquid diet. And I kept thinking, how am I going to get up any earlier to make a smoothie or come home on my lunch and throw something in the blender to, you know, or open up a can of soup or something and drink the broth or whatever. I was just trying to find, I've been trying to find the easiest, the easiest thing. And I know I'll get back on track to be able to get up earlier and do those things. But right now, you know, I'm going to the store and I'm buying these, you know, yogurt smoothie things that are low in fat, low in carbs, low in this, uh, low in sugar, gluten-free. Well, all right. So all that stuff, you got to be careful with all that. You have to educate yourself. And I've educated myself a little bit. I don't know if you know about this, but a while back, there was an article released by, I think, the Wall Street Journal that back in the 50s, a lot of these 
when they were studying like food science and stuff like that, when they were trying to figure out what made you sick and everything, a lot of scientists got paid off by the sugar industry to lie about sugar. All, all these health things that people think of that are caused, that they think they attribute to fat, like uh, heart attack and high cholesterol and, and, uh, uh, you know, it, well, I mean, yeah, certain stuff. It's actually a, a lot of that is actually caused by sugar and carbs in your diet. If you have the the diet that Loopy's on, high fat, low carb, uh-huh. the fats are really healthy for it. I mean, yeah, there are some fats that are bad for you. You don't want to eat just like a greasy piece of chicken or whatever. You don't, you want to have some healthier fats in there, but. When we were in school, we learned that fats are stored energy, lipids, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's when the process of ketosis, the ketogenic diet, is that it converts fat into energy instead of converting carbs into energy, which is what most of us do. So that's why when you eat something real sugary or whatever, you'll have a crash a little bit later because you, yeah. run, out of, you run out of the carbs that it's burning for energy and it makes you want to eat more to refuel. Well, whereas fat, you have a, a, you know, right now, me anyway, I have a larger source of that. But the thing is, when you eat high, more fats, it keeps you full longer and it gives you a better source of energy to burn throughout the day. So when your body's in a ketogenic state, it's burning fat for energy, which is helping you lose weight instead of using those those carb, carbs. So yeah, the source of carbs. So that's why I think it's pretty safe. It might not be something you want to do forever but it's something that you can go back to every now and then you know just to kind yeah. of maintain a certain state but again mm-hmm. i'm still doing research on it i'm not 100 percent sure about what i can and can't eat and what and how i need to prepare that yeah so, and, and i'm still go ahead no and, and that's why i haven't started it um plus i really like carbs <laughs> so do i look because these, all these foods, you know, I know they say organic and whatever, but for the most part, part all of everything that we eat is pretty much some processed foods. And whatever they put in this stuff, it, I, I honestly feel like it puts something in our body to crave it and want it more. Definitely. And so we just keep, you know, we want it more, we want it more, we want it more, and then, you know, then it turns into you know, however many pounds later, add being a woman on top of that. I'd rather not. Where our hormones and we're PMSing and, you know, it's like, I don't even know how to freaking describe, like there's a switch that comes on that we don't have any control over. There's this little something that is turned on in our bodies, in our head, and it tells us, you need chocolate. You want something sweet. You need something bad. And it can last for a week to two weeks. Oh, my goodness. Every freaking month. What do you do to fix that shit? Well, you can have someone <laughs> else's poop injected into your stomach. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a real process I heard about. Check this out. So you know how oh, there's God. you know how your body has bacteria and stuff like that. There's good bacteria, bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the the gut flora, the the bacteria in your stomach, if it's bad bacteria, it will crave those sugars and things like that. So 
one of the things that some people have tried and I think have actually had some success with is they'll take poop from another person, a healthy person's body, like from their stomach or whatever. I don't know if they actually poop it out, but you know, it's, and it has that healthy bacteria in them and they'll inject it into someone who is unhealthy and it will actually, that bacteria will start to flourish and, and like kill out the bad bacteria and take over and you'll lose some of those cravings and your, your gut flora will be in a healthier state and you'll start craving the healthier foods and stuff like that. That seems real, really extreme to me. I'd be scared to try something like that. In fact, I wouldn't want to try something like that, but it makes you think like, okay, I have bad stuff inside of me that is forcing me to crave this other bad stuff because that's how it wants to survive and it survives on these bad things. So you have to look for a way of introducing healthier things that will fight that off. Like um, probiotics. So you were talking about getting yogurt earlier. Make sure you get Mm -hmm. yogurt that has, that still has cultures, living cultures inside of it. Like I know one of them is called acidophilus. That way you ha- you're introducing good bacteria into your body. If it's not in the yogurt, you can buy supplements. I've, I've bought bottles of acidophilus before and I've taken it for a little while and, and I've forgotten it in the refrigerator and it just became another bottle in the door of the refrigerator. But it is something to, to think about and keep in mind when you're, when you're trying to make a healthier change in your life and in your diet. So well, keep that in good. mind. Yeah. Actually, I just went to the store yesterday and bought some, I think I told you, the Benefiber. Yeah. <laughs> but they had the probiotic stuff, too, that was there. Oh, well, motivation sucks sometimes. <laughs> no, 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 I shouldn't say that. Self-motivation. Yeah, it tough. does. Let me see what the dictionary says about motivation. Motivation, the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. The general desire or willingness of someone to do something. So just it's our willingness. Yeah. The mind is willing, but the body is weak. I think the body is willing, the mind is weak. Speak for yourself. No, that, that actually probably describes me better. And, and, you know, (laughs) I'm into a lot of self-help stuff because I don't know where else to turn. I can't afford to pay someone else to help me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, one, you know, there's a lot of different mantras and sayings and stuff to help motivate people. Excuse me. And one of the ones that I've heard that I really like is, well, it's, it's two variations on it. It's, um, lead the body and the mind will follow. So if you make yourself do something, then your mind will eventually expect to start doing it and just, you know, it'll just become something that you do. And the other is lead the mind and the body will follow. So like if you keep telling yourself to do something, then eventually you'll start doing eventually it. Eventually your body yeah. will. And this was on a self-help thing with like for confidence. So it was like, you know, just pretend that you're confident and then, Eventually, you will just be confident. Or the other example was, you know, stand, you know, use confident body language, and eventually, you will, your your mind will start accepting that. Okay, 
you are confident this is how you're supposed to stand or sit or whatever. Those that was the examples of it was a it was a podcast on how to pick up women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I found something, a motivational quote um, online, but I'm not going to read the entire thing. Thank you. But uh, as opportunity comes to those who thinks about success, the secret of success is to know something nobody else knows. Plan to succeed and you will succeed with your plan. Education is a light that does not guarantee your success in life. If you want to succeed, you need to do something about yourself. Successful people will work smart while the poor people will work hard. Because the successful people do different things. That is why they get different results. Well, slap me silly. <laughs> I don't know. They sounded like there was a little bit of BS in there. But I will say hard work is a lot, is a part of it. And there are there are parts of my life where I work really hard, and other parts that I need to work harder. Cause I think it's working smarter, not harder. Why can't you work <laughs> smart and hard? You can. You can. <laughs> Here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something that's embarrassing that I hate to admit, but I think it's the truth. So you know, the truth will set you free, as they say. I, I was a good student in school. Can we agree on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A good student, so much so that people just called me smart because I made good grades. Right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, if you think differently, you can say I wasn't smart. No, you were smart. I, I was mean, smart. Not anymore, but I was. No, so based no, on my, no, based on my you grades... You are very... No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not you are very book smart. I, oh, thanks, guys. That's a real nice compliment. Not that's not backhanded <laughs> at all. No, but based on my I'm grades, joking. I know. Based on my grades, people said I was smart, and I started to believe that. I was like, "Yeah, I'm smart." I went to college, I graduated. All right, man, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Now, the good life is going to hit me because I, I I made good grades. I graduated, had a high GP, GPA when I graduated. Bring on the money. Bring on the high paying jobs, and nothing ever came of it. I stayed at the same job that I had when I was in school and I stayed there for 11 years and it's because I never really, really applied myself. I never really went after those jobs because I was expecting them to come to me because, hey man, I'm smart and I made good grades. I got a high GPA. What else do I need to do? I've done everything I'm supposed to do. No, no, you got to get out there and fight for it. You got to get out there and work for it, which brings me back to jujitsu, the competitive nature. If I had had that in my life more when I was younger, I might be farther along in this career that I'm trying to be in now. But I discovered it late in life. I went back to school with that competitive mindset in mind. And now I have a pretty decent job. And I feel like if I continue to work hard at this, which I'm making that effort, I think I'm working hard in this, this particular direction of my life. And I think it's going to lead me to better places. I just wish, oh God, how I wish I would have done that when I was younger. Yeah. Because we all think. You know what it was though? That's probably what? I didn't have proper motivation. 
Yeah, but see you, what I did you, there? You have, yeah. I you, brought it you're back blaming the past. No. <laughs> 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 oh, my pillow fell. Um, you, you, yes, if you had self motivation. But we could be sitting, having another podcast in five years. I hope so. Be talking about the same motivational. Well, look, okay. Okay. That so, would not be cool. <laughs> all right. So this is a perfect example. All right. So when I graduated school, I went to school for filmmaking. I wanted to make movies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. You know, he set a career path that I was like, oh my goodness, that's the same thing I want to do. Except here's the difference. He made a bunch of movies before he started making movies professionally. He would make, he used his family uh, and, you know, he, he was writing and, and directing his own short films in his backyard or whatnot. I'm going to tell a story about myself because I like talking about myself. So bear with me on this. Okay. So while I was in school studying film to be a filmmaker, I was working at um, a very big electronic store, had a huge discount on certain things. So I bought a digital camcorder. I built my own computer and I got my hands on some video editing software and I had everything I needed to make short films. The only thing I I didn't have were like scripts and actors. But again, Robert Rodriguez, if I followed his path, he used his family. I had a pretty decent sized family. He would write his scripts. I tried writing scripts. I was never happy with anything I wrote. So I quit writing and Ask me how many movies I made as a, as from a teenager to, I don't know. All right, let's say up until the, the point when I started my what I consider now my, my real career. How many movies do you think I made from late teens working at that electronic store when I got all that equipment to, I don't know, I guess that was a span of 18 years? I'm going to go with four. Um, I think I made two. That was close. Yeah, you were close, but that's a really low number. In 18 years to make two shorts. And they weren't even like real shorts. They were more like trailers. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one short I remember and the other one was more of a trailer form. And all that time was wasted just because I was too scared or too lazy or two, whatever, to not do it. was not wasted. No, it was. I had everything I needed. I could have been practicing all those years. And I I know, but what can you do about it now? Well, no, nothing. I'm just saying, I'm I'm trying to, this is for anyone who's listening. Don't waste that time. Don't be afraid. Don't be lazy. If there's something you want to do, you're going to have to do it yourself. So. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, so cut to... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so cut to (laughs) a few years ago, when I started, I was in college again because I, I decided, okay, I, this is not the career I was in at the post office. I was like, this is not what I want to do the rest of my life. I'm not happy here. I need to, I need to make a change. So that was my motivation to go back to school. And while I was in school, I met people and uh, made some friends and we decided to start our own production company that hasn't worked out quite as well as we wanted to, but that was part motivation for me making the videos I make on YouTube. While they're not scripted narrative films, again, it's just, you know, they're, they're video blogs. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like my, my life, but it gives me practice. I get to edit now. So now I think I'm a better editor than I was before I started those. And because I've, I'm a creative person, at least I feel like I'm a creative person. It's, you know, that's a, a desire of mine. Um, my friend started the podcast and it motivated me. I was like, hey, look, that that looks like fun. I think I can do that. You talked about this a while back. I'm like, okay, let's do a podcast. Let's do it for real. So now I forced myself or I motivated myself to get this equipment, learn how to use it, and had to work harder on you to motivate you to keep doing this. But now we have a podcast. There we go. Yeah. And this is this is a, a, a an update from a Facebook post, but I think it ties in oh, perfect wait. with. Do we have some Facebook news? Yeah, we we can do that now. Yeah. <laughs> This is a live update of Facebook post. <laughs> this one just so happens to tie in, I think, perfect with our motivational topic for today. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you will never go anywhere. What do you think of that, Cuz? Yeah, attitude has a lot to do with it. <laughs> I had a bad attitude when I was a kid. I was an angry young man. Uh, I didn't always express my anger. I think I internalized it a lot. Oh my goodness, maybe that's why I'm so fat. Or maybe not. I might just like to eat. No, you know what? And this is not to get on um, anything, but (laughs) I truly feel like the eating habits in this family, in our family, the way we were brought up and the way we had family gatherings and the food. Looking back now, it was a good time for us to be together. Yeah. And it's sad that our family was brought up to have food as a center of our unity to me, I think. Well, I think that's also cultural. I think that uh, food is a big part of the Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do agree. But now when I look back and see the serving plates and the amount of food that's put out, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really, really bad. Not only because now, um, people in our family due to health issues, they can't eat as much as they used to. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we can still have a a food centric culture, but we just have to choose mm -hmm. healthier food. We have to, like I said, I'm I'm trying to educate myself now on a, a better diet. We all just need mm-hmm. to educate ourselves. Yeah. And it's um so much food goes to waste. And this is gonna sound weird and I know it's getting kinda close to our time, but um we've several times have been to Mexico and we were talking about this the other day, the kids and I, that uh, last year we went way deep down and to visit um, Luis's aunt, and they live in just way down in New Mexico. Anyway, so we're there, and we visit, and she she has cooked some food, and she pulls out a small, maybe a quart size, I don't know, maybe half of that um, plate of like rice, and then a small bowl of beans, and she sits us down. 
and it's just the kids and I, because Luis was outside talking to his uncle. And it was so good that <laughs> I had to tell the kids, you can't have any more. <laughs> because not only was this, this wasn't the first time that we've been to someone else's house in Mexico or even here when, with the Mexican culture, the real, to me, the real, not Tex-Mex or Tejano culture, but the, Tex, the, the actual Mexican culture. The food is so good, but they only put out a small amount. Yeah. But once we were through and I was like, oh, we can't have no more. There's, there's not enough. There's not going to be enough food. And so luckily they didn't, you know, understand English. So they wouldn't, you know, because <laughs> that would be quite offensive. I think right. they heard us say, we can't eat no more because there's not enough food. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so feeling and it was so good just with that. And I, and I've, I've come to realize that sometimes what we see with our eyes, we think we have to eat all that or we see a little bit of food and it's not going to be enough, but I'm definitely like that. But we're like, it is. I it's could plenty. You've heard me order when I'm in a fast food line. I could probably cut that order in half and be satisfied and with it. Long enough. Yes. Yes. That's, and that's a good point. You know, instead of maybe start eliminating one thing that you, hey, you shut your mouth. Normally. I haven't had breakfast. Yet. I know. I know, me neither. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> hey, cuz I don't Yeah. I don't want to cut off what you're saying, but I have more Facebook news. You do? Yeah. Dead big so, uh, uh, I'm so I'm just so flustered I can't even get the words out. <coughs> and now I'm choking. Hang on. Say something. Say something. I'm giving up on you. <laughs> Okay, you said nothing. Thank you. <laughs> but my Facebook news is dead bid. Why can't I fucking say this word? Dead Bigfoot confirmed at Elephant Butt Lake, New Mexico. Because there's evidence now. There's even a picture of a body on the beach covered in plastic. You can't identify anything. <laughs> All right. This is one of those Donald Trump <laughs> fake news stories, obviously, because Bigfoot doesn't die from infection. You have to. Fight him. <laughs> Who posted this? Dead Bigfoot confirmed. There's more than one posting. What? Breaking news three oh breaking news three sixty five dot net and mysterious earth dot net. Oh here, here's nice. a picture. More Facebook news. I'm looking at a picture. Here's someone who didn't age well. I'll give out her name. Martha Brit. <laughs> <laughs> Martha. <laughs> Is she a dancer too? Um, I've seen her dance and I'm going to have to say no. Uh, just Not so like I can let people in on the inside joke. I'm, I'm teasing my ex-sister-in-law. That's funny. Yeah, she doesn't listen to this. Oh, you know what? We should send her a link so she can listen to this. I got no more Facebook news. I don't either. Everything else is just kind of like people sharing their lives. Uh, that's boring. All right, so let's end this segment of Facebook News. Until next time. Yeah, thanks for joining us on the Facebook News.
All right. All right. Well, because I think it's also that time. It's time for what? It's that time to say goodbye. It is, but before we go, don't we have some recommendations to make? Yes. Um, All right, so our recommendations for the week... Before you make your recommendations, because I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I have the biggest smile on my face when I get to play those stupid sounds. <laughs> I love it. All right. So what's I your recommendation? I'm oh, sorry. What are you saying? No, I think it makes it, you know, fun. Yeah, it is fun. I'm smiling too. So yeah. what's what's your recommendation this week? Um, I have a movie recommendation. The Shack. That looks so boring. It's um, it's not boring. It's uh, inspirational to me. It looks like all right. It looks like the kind of movie that is trying to make you cry. Yeah, it is kind of one of those. But I think the whole moral, the whole point of it, I think it ties into motivation. Okay. So that's my movie for the week recommendation. You're not going to tell people what, like, a little bit about what it's about. Um, it's about why, a man. Why should that, I watch this? Why should I watch this movie? How about that question? Um, one, your struggle with motivation. All right. It's um, about a man. It's about a man that that's uh, having difficulties accepting. Uh, he can't get an erection. A tragic life. <laughs> Having difficulties accepting a tragedy and not feeling his kid dies. Yes, I saw that in the trailer. All right, so kid dies. I don't want to watch a movie about a dead kid. No, it's not about a dead kid. It's just it has to do with his childhood to the the event of his child, you know, losing his child to letting go and just. There's still other things in life he has to live for. Okay. So I saw part of this. They were watching it at at my brother's party a few weeks ago. And the visual effects in this movie are so terrible. It looks like the kind of stuff that I was doing when I was in school. As some people may not know, I'm a visual effects artist, commonly known in the industry as the VFX Mex, because I'm Mexican, (laughs) and I make visual effects. And he's a Mexican. Yeah. You know, when I when I was graduating and I was trying to brand myself as the VFX Mex, some of my teachers didn't want me to do that. And I fought uh-huh. them. I, I don't know. They thought it would, might limit my job opportunities. And I fought them on it, and I won that battle because I still went with the VFX Mex. But the one mm-hmm. that I lost that they would not let me do, because VFX is is shorthand for visual effects, and since I was the VFX mm-hmm. Max, I wanted my tagline to be, I make visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> they fought me on that and won. So, <sighs> yeah, so I was just the VFX Max. No visual effects. Oh, gosh. That's too funny. Well, when, okay. All right, no, VFX when aside, you, you, you recommend the movie. I might watch I it. I recommend the movie. 
not so much to critique its effects because that's your field. I mean, that's like me working in customer service and going to an office. I'm expecting great customer service. Hey, guys, if you're going to insult a major restaurant, how about that you don't call them by name? Oh, you can't go into a restaurant that has a big arch. <laughs> <laughs> it might have a couple of and big it, arches. It might not. It might just be one. It might be called McDowell's. They might have a big Mick. <laughs> it might have. It might be called Mac. <laughs> anyway, you can't. You can't watch movies because just from. I mean, we're not watching Star Wars or Spider Man or. Would you watch Jaws and criticize their special effects? Yeah, a lot of people have. That was a movie from before special effects was even special. I know, and it's, hey, how dare you? No, it's still, in my opinion, it still holds up. Because it was a great movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. And they were smart enough not to focus so much on on the special effects part. There you go. The shark didn't have that much screen time because it didn't work. Anyway, we're getting off track. We're getting off track. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying there are certain things that take me out of movies. In this case, what I saw, the visual effects look like shit. And I'm like, I'm not watching this movie. It insults me, <laughs> not as a visual effects artist, but as a person with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. I that a, was my weekly recommendation. What's okay. Yours? That's a terrible recommendation. My recommendation this week. I want to recommend a podcast that I listen to and it is part inspiration for this podcast and part inspiration, I think for my recent desire or my, my recent um, exploration into the thought of becoming a father. And that podcast mm-hmm. is the super mamas podcast. It's hosted by two sisters who are Hispanic. They're based in California. And I think, kind of like us, you know, it's kind of family oriented. You know, there's adult language on there every now and then, but it's nice to hear, it's nice to hear another family relationship uh, and see the similarities, even though we're miles apart. And even, even our culture, you know, we're both, we're Mexican, they're Mexican. There's still some cultural differences because they're more traditional Mexican where we're Tex-Mex and whatnot, but just to still see the similarities and when I listen to them, I feel like I feel a little bit like I'm at home listening to a conversation between a couple of my cousins. Oh, cool! Yeah, so I think it's a real family centric, family not family friendly. Like, hey, you know, your kids should listen to it. Although your kids probably could listen to it because they're old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. it's just kind of a fun family centric podcast that I really enjoy and they interview some really interesting people and they're uh, they're kind of intent on on focusing a, a positive spotlight on successful professional Hispanic people and also it's it's very female centric too since they're both women so it's a lot of like inspiration for for women as well which and what's the name of that podcast again super mamas or okay. Super Mamas. 
I mean, they're my mamas, but... Well, no, no. I'm, just for any non-Spanish-speaking people, if you don't know, mama means mama. All, All right, right so that's, that's it for our recommendations. Yeah. All right, so and I guess... that does it. I guess we're over. I think that's it. We went way over. Did we? I think so. Well, no, there was some other stuff that happened before this. No. Well, now we're going over. All no, right. You got to help me with this one now, cuz, for real. Now it's, it's time. It's time to say goodbye to the uh, number two podcast. And these cousins are going to go and do something for the day. So they have something to talk about next time on the Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Okay. I'm hanging up now. Yeah. Okay. Just hang up. Okay.